All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, so my first thing today is a treat. I have Mary on. <laughs> hey. For the first thing. And then for the second, third, and fourth thing, I've got Michelle Williams on. You may know her from Destiny's Child. She had a book come out back in May called Checking In, How Getting Real About Depression Saved My Life and Can Save Yours. So I'm going to be talking with her about that. But first, I wanted to get Mary on. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. But the first thing we're going to start out with, and I thought it just would be helpful and just a way to maybe realize if you've got some stuff going on with yourself or you have an amazing friend that will help you realize if maybe you're in a funk about something. So that's what happened with me and Mary. And we had been spending a lot of time together. I mean, I feel like 2020, we barely saw each other like in person because of COVID. But then, I don't know, a few months ago after my dad died, that was when I first saw you and you came and stayed for about two weeks and then later came back and then we went to my dad's funeral. So anyway, we had a lot of time together and I had been in a funk of just feeling 
bleh about myself and feeling old and looking old. And I think that I have been super stressed out the last few months and have just feel really tired. Like on the inside, I feel run down and just icky. And I was taking that out on myself a little bit. And so a lot of conversations revolved around me and my opinion of myself. And I didn't realize how much I was saying it. But I mean, we were spending the night together, waking up in hotels, like seeing each other and I, we'd be near each other getting ready. And I'd be like, look at my eyes, look at my bags, look at this, I'm so old. So you know, she's like pulling back on her face right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just on the Zoom, I'm yeah. doing that. But Mary, if you wanna to explain to people maybe what you noticed and then how you decided one day to just call me out on it because enough was enough. <laughs> well, yeah, we had, well, yeah, you've had a lot going on and yeah, I was around you a lot. You were just talking about it a lot, I guess, to the point where it was almost making me think about it more too. And I think I noticed it more when I actually got back and then a few days, and then you said something again on FaceTime. And that's when I was just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't always want to just like call people out, but I just was like, Hey, you've been talking about this. Well, I feel like it was weighing on you, not weighing on you, but like affecting you negatively when you would talk negatively. And like, if you were talking about somebody else like that, I probably, I would say something. So like, then I'm like, yeah, you're, why are you talking about my friend like that? Like kind of, I don't know. Like you wouldn't put that pressure and judgment about how someone looks or whatever on somebody else. So like you shouldn't put it on yourself, I guess. I don't know if that's exactly, if you're like worried about getting old. I don't think that's what it's about. Well, I do think that once you pointed it out, I did realize how much I was focusing on it. And I think that when you do, it's almost like when you're looking to buy a red car, suddenly you see red cars yeah. everywhere. So it's like one of those things, once you put it into your head, and for me, I was feeding it. And then it would lead to more conversation about it and more conversation about it. Not with a ton of people, unfortunately, <laughs> probably just with Mary. <laughs> well, also, I think you've gotten so good about like, you're so much more aware of like not talking about your body and like things like that. And you're so, you've made such improvements. I don't know, like about food and all of that. So then it's a stark contrast to that. Like you're not, you're not talking negatively about like how you look in those ways, you know, now it's, it's more, more focused. Right. About. It's looking... <laughs> Yeah. old and my eyes. Yeah. Every time you would see a picture, you're just like, Oh, I look old. And I was like, Oh, I think you look good. Like, I don't know if you look old, like then I look really old. Like if that's what you, you know, but I don't think that's what you were meaning, but yeah. No, not at all. And I would never want to make you feel that way or anybody else. But that's one thing you did bring to my attention is like, Hey, you have to be aware of that because other people around you might be taking what you're saying and then now looking at themselves in that way. And it's just not, it's not necessary at yeah. all. So I realized I had started down the road of that. Like I was seeing the red cars and then boom, boom, red cars, red cars everywhere. So that's kind of what was going on. And since you called me out on it, I know that's probably not your favorite way of me putting it, but I mean, just for the sake of the story, since you called me out, I have been more aware and I've been stopping myself and I'm stopping that pattern. And I know that it's possible because I have done it with uh, food and body stuff. And so I know now I can do it with, I don't have to look at a picture and immediately think I'm so old. I can look at a picture and appreciate whatever that memory is and whatever that moment is. I, I have the tools and I know what to do. So anyway, I was just saying, I'm thankful. You know, you weren't, you were not rude about it at all. You were just like, hey, whoa, okay, heads up, like this is happening. And I think it's true. You were separated from me and you were back with other people in your life that weren't doing that. And it made it super obvious. So I am saying I'm thankful. So other people might be listening. They either need to maybe 
take a look at how they're speaking to themselves and maybe hopefully they can redirect it. Or maybe if they have a friend or a spouse or a child or something that maybe they need to have a conversation with of like, hey, I don't like how you're talking to yourself. That's not cool. So I think that's why I wanted to bring it up. (laughs) I didn't want to paint her as like a friend that was like calling me out in a bad way. It's like the best gift that she could have given me. So as long as you approach it with love and like you really do care. Yeah, I didn't want it to come off. I don't want to come off as like I'm judging you or like judgmental in any way because hello, I'm we all like you can be proactive of skincare, like do stuff. I don't know, anti-aging, whatever, but... Yeah. I think too, you pointed out, you're like, I don't know, maybe it's just because you have so much going on and maybe some of this stuff is maybe something you can control. Like if I try to do this or do that, then that's something I can have control of. But I mean, I can't have any control, honestly, of the entire aging process. And then, you know, there is something unique about Mm -hmm. my job and who I'm around. And a lot of times these young country artists come in the studio and they might be fresh out of who knows where, (laughs) and they're 24, 25 years old. And I find myself comparing myself to them. And that's not a healthy place to be at all. And while I know people listening might not, that that's probably not their job where they have these young pop stars coming in their studio, but we all have Facebook or Instagram or other platforms where you might be swiping and scrolling and seeing people and your instant thing is to compare. And I just want to remind you, as I'm literally reminding myself that that's just not something that you need to waste your time with. What Roosevelt comparison is the thief of all joy. Yeah. Yeah. Where did we hear that recently? Was that on Savvy's <laughs> podcast or her YouTube? Oh, I don't know. I was definitely with you. I don't remember though. I feel like we were listening to something and it came up, like something popped in my head. I was like, oh, I think that's Roosevelt. Oh, I think I know what it was and we don't need to bring it up. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I think it was maybe somebody we were talking about who had like plagiarized, oh, okay. but we're, we're giving credit here. But yeah, I think you were talking about like pers- having good perspective and that like sometimes it's easy to get not caught up in all of that, but kind of when you're around it a lot and that appearance like doesn't hugely matter. And like think of the people that you love and admire or like want to spend your time with. Does like the way that they look or anything have any like basis on that? No, like that's not how you value anyone. I don't know. No. And they're not hanging out with me because of that either. So yeah, it is just, it's a good reminder. Not that I'm like perfect at that either. No, I mean, just wait, I'm going to call you out on some stuff. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But maybe, I don't know. I mean, it'll come up, but it was just, it happened organically. And I think that it's also a healthy demonstration of friendships. I mean, Mary and I haven't always communicated perfectly, but I feel like that was a good example of it coming up and then you taking the time to share with me what you realized and then me hearing what you were saying and receiving it and not getting defensive. And it clicked with me pretty quickly. And I think I was like, oh, wow, thanks for sharing that with me. I definitely needed to hear that. But if I wasn't in a healthy place to hear that and receive it, then I I might get defensive and then get irritated. But thankfully, you caught me on a good day. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm in therapy like five times a week. So you're good. (laughs) I'm open to receiving. (laughs) Along the same lines, I came across this article when I was prepping for my pile on the Bobby Bone Show and I didn't use this. So I brought it here and I was like, oh, Mary and I can go over this on the podcast. And it's short-term mood boosters, like little things that you can do that might help pick you up out of a funk if you happen to be in one. And if you are 
in a position where you're speaking negatively to yourself, then that might be considered a little bit of a funk. So you maybe could try one of these things. And these are the top 10 things that we quickly do to boost our mood. And then Mary and I can share uh, some mood boosters that we have. I know Mary has a list. Don't you, Mary? Uh (laughs) Yeah. She's prepared. Okay, so 10, hanging out with your pet. Mm. Cara smothers me, but I mean, she's pretty awesome. She is an emotional support dog. Oh, she definitely makes me happy. She is. Yeah, she has no space boundaries, but she's awesome. I know. When she climbs on top of me, Stashira boundaries. boundaries, mom. <laughs> boundaries. I have no boundaries with my dog. Talking it out with a friend. That's in at number nine. Oh, look at that. Eight, just going outside and getting some fresh air, which speaking of Stashira, I did that with her earlier today. And it's like that girl, I swear, the sun was shining bright, the heat was coming down and she was like a flower petal blooming. Like she's a, was a dying plant and I just gave her water and she was like, hello world. And so we went on a little walk outside and had a good conversation. So it was a mood booster for her for sure. Uh, and at number seven, moving your body or exercising, whatever that looks like for you, if that's something that boosts your mood. Cleaning your house, ooh, that boosts my mood big time. At number five, deep breathing or meditation, which Mary, are you still doing your breathing exercises? I am. I need to get better about it, but yes, I am. You don't do that necessarily to boost your mood. You like you have to do that to help relax yeah. because of your TMJ. Yeah. Which your doctor says to breathe in and hold and breathe out for how long? Four. You breathe in for four, hold for six breathe out for eight. That's what, but I mean, there's different yeah. ways. I've heard of like box breathing, which is like four, four, four. You can do four. What do you do? Like four, seven. Yeah, we do four, seven, eight. <laughs> That's something we learned from one of the kids therapists, <laughs> like in a book that I think they had. So yeah, there are different variations, but the whole point is, is that you're setting side to intentionally be with your mm-hmm. breaths, whatever that looks like for you. You can just Google whichever one seems more appealing to you. Okay. And at number four is cook something or baking which that's not something that really relaxes me oddly because most everyone in my family loves to cook and bake. But I mean, Mary, you're, you, you enjoy doing that. Yeah. I love, I love baking especially. And then you have like a awesome cookie recipe. I think it's in your highlights on your Instagram. Maybe, I don't know. Is it on the shop forward or your personal? Um, It's on my personal M E R I underscore. Maybe I'll put it on the shop forward too, but it's, I got it. It's from, it's like a New York times cooking recipe, but it's, they're so good. You do have to make the dough ahead of time. And it's best if it's like you leave it in the refrigerator overnight, but something about it, like makes it all caramelized together or something. And they're amazing. Yeah. You should add it to the shop forward and just have it both places so that people can see it in the cookie highlight. Cause I mean, definitely should probably bake those this weekend. If you're looking for something sweet and at number three, distracting yourself with a TV show or a book. So at my dad's funeral, my brother was walking around all weekend with this book called Project Hail Mary. And it was just kind of funny to me because we were all hanging out as a family and then my brother would just like have his book with him, which he loves to read. But Mary saw the title and thought, oh my gosh, I just downloaded that on my Kindle. So she was excited to start reading it. And then while we were at the pool where we were staying and my brother was reading while we were all hanging out, a complete stranger walked by and was like, oh man, you're reading that such a good book. So I thought, well, I had a road trip coming up. And so I just downloaded it on Audible and I started listening. And I'm about on chapter eight or so, and it is so good. Oh, good. So I can't wait for you to start reading it so we can talk about it. And I'm not a big fiction reader. I won't really read it. The only fiction book that I enjoyed reading was the Hunger Games trilogy. But if I can listen to fiction on road trips. Oh my gosh, is this our first like book club book? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. People often ask for us to do a book club, Mary. So why have you not organized that? I don't know. But yeah, this is our first unofficial <laughs> one. Okay. This is unofficial. We recommend that you download it to listen or read, even though Mary hasn't started yeah, it yet. I think I'm going to start it tonight. What's the name of it again? Just so people know. Project Hail Mary. A Hail Mary in football. I think it's football or maybe it's in all sports. I don't know. And I'm just paraphrasing here. I'm not a big sports fan, but I'm pretty sure it's like you just kind of go for it. Like shoot your shot because it doesn't matter anyway. The, The clock's about to run out. Maybe they could do it in basketball and soccer too. But you go a Hail Mary and hopefully you get lucky and it works. So it's by the same guy that did The Martian, Mm -hmm. uh, which my brother said I definitely need to read that or at least see the movie and that even my kids would like the movie too. So might have to do that. But it has to do with space and aliens and they're like Earth is in jeopardy, like uh, humankind. And so they kind of have to throw a Hail Mary into space. So that's kind of the plot oh. there without giving anything away. And at number two, taking a hot bath, which I love baths, but Mary hates baths. You know, I just can't get into it. I don't know. After like 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, time to go, which Mary has a house that she recently renovated, what, a couple of years ago? And her bathroom's so cute and it has this sweet little tub and I would like be in heaven and you walk in, I'm like, well, that's never going to get used. (laughs) Yeah, I think Sashira used it more when she stayed with me for like two days and I've used it the entire two years I've lived there, but it's okay. It's really cute. In my baths, I love to do Epsom salt and lavender and a little baking soda. I don't know what the baking soda does, but I'm sure I read somewhere there's a reason for it, but... That's what I like to put in my bath. And then in at number one, well, eating something that you like makes you happy. (laughs) Sweets are the number one choice. So it could be those chocolate chip cookies. I will say for me, I bought jalapeno Cheetos this weekend because I had that road trip. So I was eating jalapeno Cheetos from the gas station and listening to Project Hail Mary. And it was a good time. It was pretty awesome. I also bought at the gas station at the checkout, they had peanut butter lover's Reese's cups. Oh, I saw that. What's your review? Oh, my review is it's amazing, but I love peanut butter. So the chocolate part of the cup is, or the bottom part of the cup is chocolate. And then there's the peanut butter filling, but then the top part, the chocolate coating on top, instead of being chocolate is more Mm -hmm. peanut butter, but like a coating. So it's different texture than the filling. Have you had the pretzel one? The one that has pretzels? That one I love. I mean, that's like a take five. Oh yeah. Take fives are so good. They're similar. So I'm into that. And then I guess uh, since we're talking about food, those are two things that made me happy this weekend. But something I bought that didn't make me happy was the M&M's peanut mix bag. And so it's a mixture of legit milk chocolate, the OG peanut M&M's with a white chocolate peanut M&M and a dark chocolate peanut Mm -hmm. M&M. But they're all color coded the same. Like you can't tell from the outside what you're biting into. And I posted about it on Instagram And it was funny, some of the comments that I was getting from people that felt the same way, they're like, I don't need to play roulette with my M&Ms. This is no fun. Like, it's awful. It's like that that game with jelly beans. What's it called? Where they're like... Bamboozled. It's like bamboozled, but for M&Ms. Exactly. It was not a good experience. Like, it made it no fun because about every third or fourth one, I'm like, (laughs) oh, oh, where's, where's the good ones? I don't want that. So... Anyway, that's something maybe you should stay away from. But do you have any good foods to share lately that have made you happy? I would say anything in my air fryer because that's the one thing that I use all the time and it makes me so happy and it makes everything taste better. 
you know, before we hit record, we were talking about things that make everything taste better. And Stashira is obsessed with lemons. Like she puts them on everything. Mm -hmm. And that's also something that makes you happy is Mary has a lemon tree and orange tree. Yes. And if you know me, I can't keep a plant alive. So the fact that I have like trees growing fruit in my front yard is shocking. But yes, it's awesome. And you actually go and pick from them and consume them and you can use the lemons. Yes. I use them in my water. So that's something that can make people happy as well as if you get a plant. Like I think I'm seriously, I think I'm going to try to get a lemon tree because I want to add it outside probably next to my bird feeder somewhere. Mm -hmm. Which have you put up your bird feeder yet? No, I need to. I know. I thought that you were joining the club. I am. I just don't know how to put it up. Okay, wait. So are you going to put it up at your house or are you going to put it up at the shop for We might put it up at the shop forward office because we have big windows that we can like look at. I just don't know because there's no trees by our windows. So that's weird. I, I need to like Google like... Does it need to be by trees or bushes or something? I don't know. Well, here's a thought. I mean, you can do that. And I think that birds would come. But to make it more inviting for them, could you put a potted tree out there in front of the window? Yeah, maybe. Kind of like a patio plant. You know what I'm talking about? Like in a pot yeah. with a cute little... Just so that they feel <laughs> like sometimes birds, after they eat, they like a little tree or limb or something they can go to while they're resting in between their feet. Yeah, and it feels like it make it seem more protected. It feels like if it's just like out in the open. I don't know. Yeah, in case other predators, <laughs> other birds. I'm still trying to process that other birds eat birds. Like that's just so m- messed up to me. I, I saw it happening. Yeah. Like a big hawk or something was going after this baby bird's nest. And then all the little birds were like trying to attack the hawk. It was all happening in the sky. And I was (laughs) very disturbed by it. I thought, oh, look at them playing. But then I went and I Googled more about it and they were not playing. They were bird wars. Oh, wow. And I did not like that, which, you know, I'm processing even Stashira. She was, we were outside talking about the birds and she loves to talk about how at the orphanage when they were there in Haiti, there was this bird that died and they ate it. And she said it was amazing. Oh. It's like the best bird. So she looks at these birds. She's like, I bet they taste what? good. And I'm oh. like, we don't have anything to worry about, do we? And she's like, what? I mean, but to her, she's like, what? You eat chicken. What's the difference? I mean, and she's not wrong. People eat dove. People eat yeah. all, all kinds of things. And I mean, they were literally eating whatever they could. So, I mean, it makes sense. But she said that no birds are in danger. But if one happens to die in our backyard, she might. She's going to defeather it and cook it. Because she said it was awesome. But anyway, I don't know how oh. we got distracted. Oh, bird feeder. You need to put up your bird feeder. I think I can support doing it at the shop forward, even if it's just like concrete and stuff. But maybe you could look into getting okay. a plant or a tree or something. I feel like that'll be good content for the Shop Forward Instagram too. Oh, I know. I know. I agree. And you know what? If you put a plant or a tree or a potter thing out there, you might get a bird's nest and then you'll be a bird mom. I talked about this in the fifth thing on Tuesday where someone sent me a picture of their bird's nest in their yard that had hatched and they're these little baby birds. And she literally typed in all caps in the email. She's like, I'm a bird mom. (laughs) Like I had babies. And so I was like, wow. I mean, it's, it's a thing. I know I even mentioned how we have like dog mom and cat mom and that maybe jokingly we should do like a tiny, tiny, very limited release of bird, bird mom. I mean, we might sell like five. I don't know. I feel like people are into it. Okay. So if you would like to see a bird mom item, you can DM us. I'm Radio Amy on Instagram and Mary will be checking the shop forward, which is just at the shop forward. So send us messages if you would like that. And 
I mean, Mary, you've had this weird thing too with the Shot Forward Instagram where you have like almost 200,000 followers and Instagram is the main way that you put things out there of what you have. And for some reason, like some of your stuff still isn't showing up for people, which is crazy to me. I know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Our story views are like a 10th of what they used to be. And like it, it had started happening right before Christmas and I'm not sure what happened. I need to like either hire someone. Yeah. Or if anybody's listening to this and knows what's going on or I don't know, we've tried all kinds of things, but yeah. Or has a way to help because that for sure is how we get the word out there. I mean, between Mary's personal, the shop forward, my radio, Amy, or at shop Espoir, cause I run that account. That's how we let y'all know what we have out, which if you follow also to the Bobby bone show and all of us, then you know that yesterday our well, if you're listening to this on Thursday, then yesterday our Pimp and Joy line for Building Homes for Heroes dropped, which is our patriotic line. And we still have some of that up, which you can get in time for 4th of July and feel really awesome wearing it and spreading joy and helping build a legit American hero, someone that was serving our country that was injured in Iraq. I mean, he was hit with an IED, ended up in gunfire and has had 82 surgeries to date. He's got amputations and burns, lost his ears, his nose. He said surgeries just kind of putting him all back together as best as possible. And he is so amazing and he's so grateful. And this new house is just going to bless them beyond because he can't really get around in his current home at all. He said it's older, multi-level, different little steps here and there. And Building Homes for Heroes is going to build him a home equipped to his needs. So anyway, just a reminder that we have that up and you can purchase anything Pip and Joy and 100% of everything is going to Army Staff Sergeant Jerry Majetic. That's his name and his wife. And they're building the house in Jacksonville, Florida. And it's really, it's just going to be a game changer for them for sure. Yeah. We're so, so excited and so appreciative of everyone's support and that you guys all want to be a part of it too. And it's just so cool because this is the fourth person that we've been able to build a house for over the years. And it's just like so cool to look back and see that and see what a difference just buying a shirt can make. I know. And when you're wearing your Pimp and Joy at 4th of July, like you can look Mm -hmm. down, it can even be a conversation starter with someone and how fitting because it is 4th of July and you're celebrating America and the freedoms that we do have. And you can look down and be like, oh, wow, my outfit for 4th of July really went towards uh, helping a true American hero and really made a difference. So that's something that we just wanted to make sure that y'all knew was still up and available. Even if you're listening to this, when's the last time people can shop to for sure get it before 4th of July? Um, Well, it'll go through the next week. We just had to do it a little bit earlier to kind of get a read on sales. So we'll, we'll make a certain amount. And then after that point, it's just if we have it in stock anymore, but you can order throughout the next week. Which speaking of getting things in time for events or holidays or whatever you want to call it, whatever Father's Day is, I cannot believe that this coming Sunday, Father's Day is one week away. Mary and I were talking about it earlier today in a meeting that we were having. And I was like, okay, so this Sunday, we've got like two weeks. And Mary's like, no, this Sunday, it's one week. So literally this weekend will be the final cutoff Mm -hmm. for shopping for Father's Day, which we have all our cool dad stuff. We have Que Bueno stuff, you know, that we made in honor of my dad, which Que Bueno means that's good. We have born year hats where you can get your dad the year he was born or any other special year in his life. There is some pimp and joy items that might be fitting for your dad. Oh, the shop forward has the, I've got dad jokes 
shirt and there's even matching ones for kids that says I laugh at dad jokes, which is a super cute gift if you wanted to get something for the dad and your kids. We have cool grandpa. Mm -hmm. I feel like grandpa sometimes might get a little left out on Father's Day, but he's someone that you could remember. We even have sweatshirts and thinking back on time with my dad, I know it's summertime and you might be thinking, wait, what sweatshirt? But my dad was always cold and he was just older people tend to be cold. So I'm sure that maybe the grandpa in your life would appreciate a sweatshirt. And Mary and I are both wearing our Pimp and Joy, the new three-peat, the collegiate Pimp and Joy. There's like three collegiate Pimp and Joys in a row. And we're both wearing those. And you know, it's almost mid-June and we're in sweatshirts. So I I get questions from people. Sometimes they're like, why do y'all keep putting out sweatshirts? Like where, where's all the other stuff? Well, first of all, the Pimp and Joy line does have tank tops and t-shirts and all of that, but people still want sweatshirts all the time. So ask and you shall receive, and we're going to keep putting out sweatshirts. So don't hate, but we do have other options. But all that to say, back to the cool dad and Father's Day, we have stuff available for you. And I even know based on some other people I've had conversations with that it's sneaking up on them too. I said it to someone else I was talking to after Mary. I said, well, yeah, Father's Day is like a week from Sunday. And she's like, wait, what? I haven't gotten my dad a gift. And I'm like, well, the shopforward.com slash dad. We got you. <laughs> yeah, and all of that goes back to your dad's scholarship fund too. The Harvey Clifton Moffitt Scholarship Fund. And it's helping send kids in rural communities to college. Eventually that will be the goal. We're setting it up, establishing it. And then probably as we build up the fund, when it comes time for next graduation season, we'll be filtering through essays and reading through different things. And I don't know, my siblings and I were trying to figure out how we're going to like filter through it uh, or all the different things and then distribute the scholarships. But it is going to be cool to see because I think my dad would think that that was a really cool thing that we did in his honor. So if you have a dad in your life that you want to shop for, we would love to help you out. And it all goes towards, yes, that. Okay, before I wrap up this part of the episode, before we get into Michelle Williams, just want to also say there's never any pressure to shop by any means at all. Never. Mary and I just like to let y'all know what we have and we just appreciate your support so much. And sometimes if you procrastinate like we do, you may appreciate the gentle nudge or reminder that, yeah, we're getting down to the wire and we want to make sure that you get the gift in time. So we're just encouraging you to shop before Sunday. And then also, Mary, any final words for people on calling their friends out? Um, no, that wasn't something I planned or anything. But yeah, I would say be non-judgmental and kind. Yeah, not non-judgmental. I feel like that's wonderful advice. So thank you for joining me for the first thing. And Now we'll continue on with the rest of the episode with Michelle Williams. Here you go. Okay, sitting here looking at Michelle on Zoom and your book is called Checking In and you've been very transparent about what you have gone through. And I think for some people, sometimes there is that that in between where you're like, I don't really know how to figure out, am I just having a moment here or is this full-blown something that I need to address on a deeper level? And so when did you Mm. first realize that you moved from low moods and what did those look like for you? And then into depression and what did that look like for you? Well, in the seventh grade is when I started noticing something was different. 
but I didn't know it was depression, but it was fatigue, grades dropping, isolation, a lot of sleeping. Um, but I want to say it was probably when I was in my 20s in the early part of Destiny's Child where I thought it was something definitely it was like some, something was going on for sure. Like when in your adulthood did you make that observation that seventh grade was something more than just fatigue? Uh, the diagnosis came in my when I was in my 30s that it was depression. What were the things that you realized like, okay, I might need to go and get this checked out? Like what were the indicators mm -hmm. for you? I would say how I responded to things that probably didn't require quote unquote all of that. Um, the rage, because I'm not an angry person, the rage that was building up inside of me and how I wanted to respond to a specific person about a specific incident. And I was like, you've never responded like that. I was betrayed in a business situation by somebody that had been working for me for a long time. And I didn't want that person to exist on earth anymore. I'll say it the clean way. And I was like, you've never responded that way. If I'm being frank, I don't know if many of you who are listening have had something happen to you and you're like, you know what? I'm about to go to jail. <laughs> I want to put language to what a person might be feeling or language to what you probably have felt in the past. Yeah, I think that for myself, I noticed different rage moments. I have not been in a full-blown depression type situation, but definitely mm -hmm. had some lows and definitely had yeah. things I needed to work through because it, they were manifesting and coming out in other ways. Like with mm -hmm. my kids, I would just completely overreact. And there was times mm -hmm. where I slammed milk on the counter and it would go like everywhere and the lid and it would startle them. And I, it, and then when looking back, it was startling me and I'm like, whoa, there's a better way. And it's probably startling you or hurting you to see what the response did to your children. Yes. Very, even looking back, there's other stories too. The milk one is just an example, but that was a moment where I knew I needed to dig a little deeper to yeah. see what the root of that anger was. I think part of me wanted to just think, uh, oh, maybe I'm just hormonal. And there was probably a little bit of denial there because I think that that's sometimes hormones are a real thing. That's what I thought was going on with me in like the seventh grade. I'm going through pu puberty. Maybe this is what happens. Maybe my PMS is just lasting a long time than normal. So it's hard to, when you don't have language for it or don't even know to go to the doctor about it, you know, they can do all the blood work for you or it's like, okay, well, maybe we should send you to a psychiatrist so you can get an assessment. Um, so it's very tricky because you also have forms of PMS, which a higher form of it is PMDD mm -hmm. Yes. versus is it depression or bipolar anxiety. Woo! They run neck and neck at times. There are times like, I'm just going to be honest, I had to check my calendar this week. I was getting irritated about something. And I checked my calendar this week and it said, you're one day away from your cycle coming. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Understood. <laughs> so I'm so glad for that particular calendar that I had because I'm able to check in with myself to be like, mm, check the calendar. So how, how do you handle the, the difference in, I guess, if something happens in a non-hormonal time and you feel like a particular low mm -hmm. or rage, but then when you do get the affirmation of like, oh, it's my period, I don't know, do you have 
check-in things that you can do to reset? I do. I do. Yesterday, I ate a lot of peach cobbler. (laughs) (laughs) That helps. And caught up on some, some shows that I have been missing. But on a serious note, there was something going on that had nothing to do with my hormones. I was feeling overwhelmed and I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this feeling. It's because it's feeling too similar to depression. So I called my therapist right away and we just began to pull the onion back and get to the root. And she said, you're not depressed. You're feeling pressure. You have a book coming out in two weeks. She said, but had you not checked in, it probably would have turned into depression. So it was good to process with someone. So not only I was aware of how I was feeling, so I checked in with myself. Then I checked in with others, someone else, my therapist. Um, That's one of the pillars in my book, checking in with yourself, checking with others, checking with God. So I checked in with her. She said, okay, it's pressure. And so then I checked in with God. I said, God, there are certain things I'm just going to give over to you that I have no worry about. My book is in your hands. It's going to touch the people and it might not touch everybody in the first week. So I give it to you, God. And that worry and anxiety just melted away. But it really melted away as well when my therapist was like, it's not depression. Because I was I was like, oh my gosh, I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do. So pressure will come. You know, when you're about to release a big project or you got to have a difficult conversation with a family member, pressure will come leading up to something big that you have to do. And that's just a natural response. Once you realized that you needed to get some help and even go to treatment, who around you or did you have people you turned to? I'm just picturing some people listening that might be in the stages of starting to wonder, okay, what's my next step? Mm -hmm. And so who was there for you or like what steps did you take? Did you call? Mm-hmm. I'm sure, yes, you've got a therapist. I called my therapist at first. I called my therapist at first. Actually, there was a pastor and wife who prayed with me like the night or two before. And they just said, we support whatever you decide. If you're not feeling better, go get some treatment. So maybe the night before I went and got some treatment or that mo- or the day of, I think it was the, the day of, I called my therapist and we looked up some places that might be best for me. And I didn't tell anybody that I was going and I'm kind of glad I didn't. So people found out once I was checked in, you know, I called my manager whom he and his wife are just the very best. And then I was like, do I tell my family or do I just try to go through this and get well? Because I didn't want people to worry. You know, I thought, let me just tell the necessary people. But then when we had to put the statement out because TMZ found out. So I was like, well, do you want TMZ to tell it or are you going to tell it? So I was like, I better tell it. You know, once I found out, I got the phone call in the hospital because, you know, when you check into a treatment facility, they take your phones, they take your everything. So my manager was the one that called and said, hey, they are aware of where you are. What do you want to do? And I was like, I'm not going to let somebody else tell my story. I'm going to tell it. Although I had no plans of telling it at that time, you know, but I was forced to kind of make a statement ahead of time. And, you know, I wanted to make sure I was okay. And, but, you know, all I could do was let people know, hey, I'm doing what I tell, what I've been telling people for the past eight years or so, or six or at that time, that was like six years. I had been advocating for mental health up into that point in 2018. And I just said, you know, I'm doing what I've tell people to do all the time, which is I'm seeking help. And then when did you realize, okay, I'm going to be writing a book to continue this work? In 2019, 
I was like, okay, you've lived some life now. Journal about it. Do some voice notes just whenever you feel inspired. And so um, we got with Holly Crawshaw, who helped me to make it all make sense and um, went to a cabin and just got all these vision boards and sticky notes put the chapters together like, huh, I think we got a book here now. The process was probably really difficult at times. I don't want to minimize that part, but also therapeutic at the same time. It was very restorative, very restorative, Amy. Mm -hmm. Something we also try to encourage here too is just writing. Not everybody's a writer. I struggle with with writing and journaling because I feel like I don't even know how to say this, but just taking pen to paper can be so therapeutic and unlock some things in the brain. And I mean, you're a creative and you have such a platform. So you're putting something out there for people. But I just always like to remind listeners that even if no one's ever going to read what you're saying, writing it down for yourself can be so helpful. And that I'm reminding myself of that too, at the same time. Yeah. You know, you mentioned checking in with God in your book and explain a little bit more of what God check-ins look like for you. Honest conversations. You know, like I told you a couple of weeks ago, it was like, God, I'm overwhelmed, but I give it to you. You said cast all our cares and anxiety. You, you got this. It looks like that. Or if it's concern for others, you know, it could be intercession for others. Um, my check-in with God's aren't always selfish and for me. Um, they are literal check-ins about other people. And then God is like, check yourself, you know, while you're telling me to check other people and get other people together, get yourself together. How many times have we gone to God in prayer about somebody else? And then we realize, Lord, I'm sorry. You're right. Let me, it's a, it's me that stands in the need of prayer. Yeah. Um, I think that that happens for sure. Oftentimes when we're frustrated with somebody else or something that's going on and then we, yeah, look a little deeper. We're like, yeah. oh, whoops, we're kind mm-hmm. of the problem. Yep. So I really just, just try to um, have those honest check-ins. And sometimes it's just moments of throughout the day, before you know it, I'm walking through my house. I might just say, thank you, Jesus. You know, I just look at where he's brought me from and I have ultimate gratitude. So I feel like, you know, the older saints, before you know it, they're just blurting throughout the day. God, I thank you. And I find myself doing the same thing. What about this R-rated way that you talk to God? Oh my gosh. Sometimes it's been yelling, God, no more depression. And we have to remember God is not threatened by our prayers or even the intensity of the prayers. And I'm like, Lord, I, I, I have deep respect for you, but this ain't right. This isn't working. Why this? Or, and, but there, there are just moments where God is like, I never left you. I never left you. I've been right here. And then the, the, the majority of my frustration has just been lack of trust, trusting God in all things, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways, not in some of your ways. I began to only trust God with certain parts of my life and certain parts of my needs. And that's where the frustration can come in for me is trust him with everything. Trust him with everything, you know, and he always provides. His track record is just, he's undefeated. He's the heavyweight champion. He's undefeated. He's undefeated. And I I like the thought too of having that ongoing continued conversation. Sometimes we see prayer as 
such a formal thing of like, oh, when we go to bed or before we're eating or when we get down on our knees, we got to do this. No, it's in the shower. It could be moments. A lot of my um, moments with God are just when that water is running on my body in the shower. You know, when you're in that small, those that small space of just you and water and Jesus in the very form that you came into this world in, you're literally naked. You're naked before him, literally with everything. You're your most one of your most vulnerable states. Mm hmm. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, 
food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month, and when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like, I want research. I want to know, like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results... Well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. So we covered checking in with God. What about checking in with yourself? What do, what do you do when you're doing your self check-ins? Self check-ins, like I said, are just aware of how you're doing today. It's a couple times a day. Or if I notice that I'm getting a lot of emails coming in, I'm like, that can wait. I've been doing a better job at saying no to things, especially when you've said yes all the time. And the first time you say no, it's like you never said yes. I feel good that I've been able to say no to certain things for me. And then guess what? People will adjust. They'll get what they need. But sometimes you have to say no. It's not that you don't love people. It's not that you're being s- selfish. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to sit that one out today. I can't do that or I can't attend. I can't do this today. Yeah. How are boundaries for you? Because I'm sure being in your career, like so many things and opportunities and people were boundaries, something that always you were aware of and you needed to implement or was was that something that took some some practice? I've always been respectful of other people's boundaries, but it seemed like the people who benefited from not having boundaries From me not setting boundaries with them, that's when the real issue came in. What is the thing that people are only upset when you set boundaries with them who benefited from not having any in the first place? So it's like, they'll adjust. They'll adjust. And guess what? They did. If they can't, we have nothing to talk about. I love you. God bless you. I want the best for you. I want you to win. I want you to eat. You're just not going to eat at this table. (laughs) I want you to eat though. We still are brothers and sisters. I want you to be well, but I don't have to see you every day to be well. And that's the thing too, even as I've been dealing with forgiveness, lots of times we don't forgive people because we feel like that means we're going to go to Hobby Lobby and go shopping. No, no, we're going to forgive and you stay over there. Bless you. Now, if you have need of me and I'm able to accommodate and be there, but 
people feel like, well, what if I have to forgive the person that hurt me? I don't want to see them. And you don't, you don't, but you make the choice to forgive. And you don't have to make the announcement that you forgave. Could you imagine every day we're on Instagram? I forgave so-and-so today. No, that's my take on forgiveness. Unless the Lord is, still has to work on me in that area. But there are just some times where, you know, when I forgive or when I've been in the need of forgiveness, I don't expect that person that we're going to go out to eat again every Friday like we used to. But do forgive, set those boundaries and forgive and love. Yeah, these are good reminders. You can still forgive and even like, yes, want them to eat. You can intercede on their behalf, but yeah. (laughs) That does not mean we're going on picnics right now. Guess what? Reconciliation don't mean restoration of that thing or that relationship. Reconciliation means we were two mature adults that could come to an agreement and be going about our business. Some things can be restored. Could you imagine if you have a fallout with your best friend or something? There are certain things that can be restored. It just takes time. You know, I talk about in my book, you know, the breakdown of my engagement. We weren't talking right away in the beginning. It takes time and processing and healing on in your own individual way. And then maybe that phone call and then maybe that first conversation in person to be like, okay, well, what happened? Where do you think we went wrong? And then forgiveness and still, and then still wanting the best for each other, whether it's in a romantic relationship or non-romantic, a business relationship, we still, no matter what relational breakdowns have happened, we still should want the best for that person. Mm -hmm. What about when it comes to yourself, if you have, if you're doing, having some internal struggling, maybe it has nothing to do with anybody else. You're the problem. Like maybe you've got some lies that pop into your head or some false labels. So what do you do with that? We, you know, thank you for bringing up that, those labels. Cause I had labels that I'm unworthy, unlovable. I'm going to be alone. No one likes me. No one's checking for me. You're a burden. You're in the way. All of those things, those aren't life-giving thoughts. Those types of thoughts come from the enemy. We know the enemy's job. He's a, he does his job, steals, kills, destroys. Nothing about those thoughts are life-giving. But God comes that we have life and we have life more abundantly. So that's how I try to differentiate certain thoughts. Now, we have about 70,000 or more thoughts that come to our minds every day. We can't control all the thoughts that come into our head. But there are certain things that we can be like, "Uh uh-uh, that's from the enemy. Goodbye. Get control of that thought. So you just just shut it down. Shut it all the way down. You know, I was talking to Devon Franklin the other day, and I was like, if somebody were to talk about your children, Amy, you'd shut them down. You'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, no, you're not. Why don't we do that about thoughts about ourselves? Uh-uh. Oh, no. Not over here. What's the coffee cup? Not today, Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we need to drink out of that one like every day. When you're trying to do like a check-in with yourself, if you're taking care of yourself in a fun way, like what are some things that you do just for you? And how do you make time for that? I like candles. Matter of fact, I was just online reordering these lavender essential oil towelettes. They're amazing. I found them at um, World Market a couple months ago before they closed. And 
I just went online to order a bunch of these lavender oil towels. I breathe them in. They take makeup off. They help um, with blemishes. They're like eight and one. I love essential oils, eucalyptus, lavenders, jasmines. Um, and there are sometimes, my house is my sanctuary. So when it was locked down during the pandemic, I was like, good. I like being home anyway. Uh, that's where I recharge. Um, surprisingly, I'm not out in the street turning it up. And now there are some people who are extroverts. They thrive on being outdoors. They thrive on human connection. God bless you. I'm the opposite. I love being home. And Amy, sometimes that is enough for me. This morning, you know, I make sure I have to have my one cup of coffee every morning. And it's like when I don't have that cup of coffee, I'm like, my day is going to go down the drain. <laughs> Are you a bed maker every day? Yep. Okay. I, that's how I feel like if I, and that's new to me only in the last few years. But now if I don't make my bed, I feel like my day is going to yeah. be off. So sometimes while the coffee is brewing, I'm making my bed. Or sometimes I'll just make up the bed because if I don't make up my bed within 10 minutes of waking up, either I'm getting back in the bed or it's not going to get made up. <laughs> So I make my bed and I'm the person who likes a lot of pillows. So God, whoever, whoever you have for me, if marriage is in future, then they're going to have to like a lot of pillows because it takes me about 10 minutes to sort all the pillows out. You know, that's self-care. It's good for my mental health, all the pillows. Like I said, my cup of coffee and just in stillness, I have my praise and worship music going. And that's like the first hour of my day. But no matter what, you know, if I decide to sleep in, if I'm able to, I do that same routine every day, every day. You know, I'm thinking about labels and, you know, you said that you're more introverted, but I'm sure as a performer, people assume that you're an extrovert. No, I think the older I'm and I'm trying to figure out, have I ever been an extrovert? I love people. I'm not afraid of people. It's just that that's not my first choice. I I don't know. It's something about touching people and being a part of their journey that brings me joy versus just hanging out with a group of people. Right. I feel the the label sometimes. I or I feel this expectation because I talk on the radio every morning for five hours that I must love to just talk and have so much to say and want to always be with people and talking and really because I'm not naturally an extrovert, but my job makes it that way. Alone time for me is so special because that's my recovery because I need that. And so I was just curious if you ever felt pressure to be this extrovert because others expected that of you. Well, there are times, you know, because we're public figures though, when you step outside, you got to be on. There is no, oops, I didn't mean to be rude to you. I was having a bad day. Nope. You have to turn it on and then pout when you get back in your car. I I like to think, though, too, I would hope that even I feel for celebrities sometimes if they're out and about and they are having a bad day, it's like, oh, you know, and then people, they get written up about it or TMZ is reporting or there's this story or that story. And it's like, gosh, you know, I just want everyone to have a little grace for them because you never know. In the world of social media, grace is not always extended. We're selective with who we give grace to and when we Mm -hmm. give it. Yeah, I just sometimes false labels can be put on us from ourselves or, or maybe even from others. And then we feel that pressure. Right. But then I think that you have to remember you got to take care of you and there's nothing wrong with that. 
It's not selfish. That's right. That's all right. Not selfish at all. You know, especially when you're like, I can still be there for you, but from 5 to 7 p.m. on Thursdays, that's my time. It's however you want to do it. You know, just, you know, setting those boundaries and and rules for people to abide by and respect. You want to be able to give people a whole version of you, a sweet version of you, somebody that's filled up. If I'm not filled up, I've given everything to my work and my job. I've got to get recharged and filled up somehow because what's in me is going to come out. So I need time to get filled up with Jesus, first of all, you know, and, and get that water in me that I need so I can pour out into you what's inside of me. But if what's inside of me is empty, fatigued, no joy, then that's probably what you're going to end up giving others and contaminating others, defiling others. Well, now's a good time to talk about the muddy cup of water. Do you want to explain that? Um, It's this exercise that we do at the Healing the Heart Retreat where they fill it up with rocks and rocks are the stones around your heart. And when you fill that up and you put the water in the cup before, you know, with the dirt that's been on the rocks, whatever, they settle in the water and you, you, you hand that cup to somebody and say, hey, you want this? You want to take a drink of this? No, but that's what we are giving people. We have to address those stones, get rid of those stones around our heart, because not only can love not go out, love cannot come in. Yeah, I'm going to read a quote from your book here because it pertains to this. And you wrote, God kept bringing me back to the same scripture. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. That's Romans 15, 13. He went on to say, I started thinking about that muddy cup of water I'd been carrying around, the one with twigs and tiny little bugs and dirt and rocks. It filled with the wounds that I'd encountered over the years. I'd been offering that cup to everyone I loved and expecting them to look at it as if it were a crystal goblet of the finest wine. Because what I've been able to do, I've been able to take what people have given me and sweeten it up. Oh, because when we do that exercise at that retreat, when they ask me, do I want the cup? They're like, I'll just put chocolate syrup in it and make it chocolate milk. Like that's dumb for you to receive something and say, I'll sweeten it up. Meaning you're in denial about what's really been given to you. Or you're making excuses for the other person's behavior or something. No, they're just, you know, it's sweet. We, we'll get to the sugar at the bottom. The sugar settled at the bottom. No, it didn't. It's dirty. Yeah, I think <laughs> sometimes that's it's easier to do that than actually having to address something with whatever the, per, whatever the person is offering you, whatever's in that cup. It's much easier mm-hmm. to pretend as though it's sweet. And yeah, you said denial. Uh, I was once told the acronym for denial I guess one of the things people say is that don't even know I'm lying. And because when you're in denial, you're lying to yourself and you, and you don't even know it because Mm. again, that's part of what you're doing to protect yourself from having to maybe address something that's really difficult. So yeah, why not just add a little chocolate syrup and that's the easier way, but it's Mm going to make it more difficult down the line. Absolutely. 
don't even know. I'm lying. That one took me a minute to work through because I was like, well, wait, they're the one that's lying if other people are in denial about it too. But then it's like, no, you're also part of the problem because if you're in denial as well, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> Ooh, that's so good. It is. You got to call a thing mm -hmm. a thing. It is what it is at times. So what is your hope for your readers with this book? My hope for my readers is that to give them some language to what they're going through, what they've been feeling, and that it's okay to seek help, get some counseling to process your pain and trauma, and that you're not alone, um, that nothing is wrong with you. You know, and if you have a diagnosis of depression or anxiety, it's not who you are. It's simply just a, a part of your story. Yeah, I think uh, breaking that stigma of any shame. And I think that that's happening because people are yeah. um, able to share more. We have different ways of seeing what's going on all across the world and different people's experiences. Mm -hmm. So you know that you're not alone. Yes. And yeah, I think sometimes exactly. simply knowing you're not alone is so helpful. But I just wanted to say thank you for putting so much of your story out there because not everybody has to share every detail, but when you feel like it's been laid on your heart and it's part of your calling to to share more to help yeah. others, I just think that that deserves a big clap and high five because um, I know it's not easy for you to do that. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. But there's purpose mm -hmm. in it, you know, and I'm sure of that. So what are four things that you're currently thankful for today? Well, I'm grateful for this opportunity um, to be talking to you. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for the sweet potato pie I ate this morning with my coffee. Um, I'm just keeping it real. I, I can't wait to go finish it. And I'm grateful for the people every day that lift me up and continuing to let me know that I'm on the right path. This journey is so different from what people know me for, but the Lord just keeps giving me small reminders that I'm on the right path. So I'm grateful for that. Love that. If people want to learn more about your book, they can go to checkinginbook.com. That's it. Um, give you the retailers of your preference in which you want to purchase a book yeah. from. And then on Instagram, people can find you. Your handle is just Michelle Williams. So that's pretty that's easy it. to remember. And I, yeah, thank That's you so much for coming on to, to talk about this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the rescheduling. And <laughs> hey, all yeah, no problem. Okay, well, you go finish that sweet potato pie and you enjoy it for, for I'm us. I'm excited. The crust is so good. Did you make it or buy it? I bought it at this restaurant last night. You know, I was, I love their wings and I had sweet potato souffle and green beans. Now, why I didn't know sweet potato souffle was so popular in Atlanta. I'm used to like the sliced potatoes that are glazed and candy with a lot of butter and but the souffle is growing on me, I guess. Is that more of like it's not it's like mushy? <laughs> yes, Blended, it's whipped, whipped. It's like yeah. I don't know why I went with mushy as the adjective there because that sounds gross, but, but it is good. It's basically like the it's basically like sweet potato pie they just scoop it and so I'm like I wear the people that do the slice sweet yeah potatoes no I'm with you the butter I, and the cinnamon and sugar what I want the cubed or the sliced I feel like yes there's two people in this world that show up at Thanksgiving and they're either the whipped sweet potato people or they're the cubed or sliced I'm the cubed and sliced girl 
Same. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Well, you go enjoy the pie and um, yeah. Thank you. Best of luck. I'll see you okay, again. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 